Hello and welcome to the Proceed podcast, episode number 10. It's Monday, the 7th of December, and as usual, we have a chance to talk to one of the newsmakers of the past week. Now, without further ado, let's dive in. Today, I'm talking to Max Ratner, the VP of Sales and Brand Development at Angie, a hardware startup founded in the Czech Republic that was funded on Kickstarter, but then decided it wasn't enough and started a campaign on Indiegogo as well. Hi, Max. Uh, thanks for being here today. Oh, thank you very much for having me. It's my pleasure. Max, can you just start by describing the product uh, for those who missed it? Sure. Um, so Angie started out uh, in its concept as a smart home security device. Uh, so that's kind of the next generation of security kind of growing from those classic security systems, which uh, are not really that intelligent and can be quite frustrating to use. Uh, the thing that really struck us when we were first looking at a device to make was how surprisingly ineffective these classic security systems are, despite the fact that they come with high subscription fees, often about a dollar a day. Um, so, uh, in fact, 41% of attempted burglaries happen when uh, alarm systems aren't armed. People simply don't like the inconvenience of having to type in a keypad. Uh, but as we kind of continue to develop the product, uh, we realized that uh, having a smart device that was so intelligent, it was almost wasted to only have it focus on security. So we've integrated really cool things like device integration, making uh, smart devices in your home automatically be able to talk to one another. Uh, we have two-way communication, so you can uh, speak to anyone in your home, get a live video stream uh, from anywhere in the world. Uh, it also is fun. It records streams and shares, uh, and it can function as a personal assistant, integrating with your calendar and online services. So you can use Angie to call an Uber, uh, order a pizza, look up um, you know your upcoming schedule for the week. So it does a lot of cool things. We're uh, we've been kind of brainstorming with ways to, in a succinct manner, let people know all the things that uh, Angie does. My uh, suggestion that I really liked was one device to rule them all, because I'm a Lord of the Rings fan. Uh, but the leading candidate at the moment is something every home deserves. Right. But weren't you afraid uh, that you were just throwing too many features into the product? Yeah, so that's definitely something that we uh, are are concerned about coming across that way. Uh, basically, we have a functional prototype and it works really, really well. We're integrating lots of other features and we have a really incredible team that can uh, make all of this come together and work really, really well. But yeah, that was definitely a bit of a concern as we started adding features. Uh, we definitely wanted to make sure we didn't come across seeming that way. Hopefully, the product will speak for itself because we uh, are we it, it does everything it says it can really, really well and. Uh, we just look forward to proving that to people. Um, you know, we're gonna. I, I think we're, we're we should have really, really good consumer reviews when everyone uh, gets a chance to text test it out, and we have serial productions that people can give a try. Uh, and we hope that it really kind of revolutionizes the experience at home. And how many people uh, backed the campaign on Kickstarter? Uh, over fifteen hundred, one thousand five hundred and twelve in total. Uh, and as you said, now we're doing pre-orders on Indiegogo, uh, or Indiegogo. We're going to have pre-orders on our website as well. Um, and uh, we hope to you know, be able to get some venture financing so we can uh, increase our serial production beyond what we have right now. Basically, we brought in enough to produce the number of units that we sold, but we'd like to be able to have more in hand so we can you know, build up distribution and, and scale from there. I'm not sure I'm getting the whole idea of uh, going to Indiegogo after Kickstarter. Can you elaborate on this one? Yeah, basically the folks at Indiegogo were uh, really 
like impressed with our product and they reached out to us and offered to you know facilitate our pre-sales with some promotion on their end. Uh, we're also planning to do some contests uh, with users and also do some cross promotion with other brands on there. So basically it's just a platform for us to start our pre-order operation, which then uh, once the campaign ends, uh, it's gonna be a two month campaign in total on Indiegogo. Uh, we're gonna transfer the pre-orders to just go through our website. And how is it going on Indiegogo so far? Uh, it's it's going okay. We have honestly not been able to uh, as turn as much attention to it as we'd like to uh, in the total, but we're going to ramp up our operations with our uh, advertising and doing contests and stuff like that. We've kind of been uh, busy with concluding the pre-order phase. Our uh, top developers are going to, along with our CEO Thomas, are, are leaving today to Shenzhen, China to meet with a handful of uh, the top engineers at factories in Shenzhen. So we've kind of been turning our attention mainly to that. And uh, just this week, we're going to try to ramp up our operations on the Indiegogo campaign. Uh, I saw that right now the total amount of the raised money uh, is about $540,000, right? Yes, that's correct. And uh, $530,000 of them were from Kickstarter. Yes, exactly. Understood. Uh, now, do you think you are going to deliver the product in time to backers? Yeah, that's that's a really, really uh, good question and fair question to ask given some of the news that's been lately. But we do strongly intend to deliver on our promise. Uh, Thomas, our CEO, likes to uh, mention that you know whenever uh, he and the development team were working on how we could create this product, uh, the question they would always ask themselves is, can we make this at scale efficiently? Uh, in addition, we've been certified by Dragon Innovations. So they kind of looked over our plans, how much money we were asking for, uh, and they basically gave the green light uh, that, yes, we should be able to deliver on those promises. So we've already made one trip to Shenzhen to kind of narrow the list down. We started with a list of uh, over, over 150 possible factories. And on this visit, uh, we've shortened it significantly. We're meeting with the designers and we're looking for the factory that will be able to make Angie something that's really special. And do you know how difficult it is to negotiate with the factories and uh, to find the best one for this? Uh, well, that's a little bit outside of the scope of what I'm doing, um, but I think that you know, there's it's it's an area Shenzhen where they are really really hungry. They come out with lots of really cool products at a time, and I think it's a bit like being courted. So we want to make sure that we uh, are not just doing this based on you know who's going to necessarily produce this for the most cost efficient uh, method, but people who we really have a strong record of manufacturing and and want to really take the time to build Angie correctly, so it uh, really blows our users away when they get it in hand. Right. Let's get back to your scope then. Uh, what is the main market you're going to focus on? So we're looking at uh, consumers probably somewhere in the age like 25 to 34 often probably have some sort of uh, college education background. These are young urban professionals. Maybe they're a young family. Maybe it's, uh, it's people that don't yet have kids, but they have pets or something like that or or they share a flat with other roommates. And these are generally people who are um, really into gadgets. They want to keep up with the trends. Uh, our numbers say this is a market of a little over 70 million people, uh, ideally, that we could reach with a product like this. And uh, you know, it's, it's for people who are looking for a whole sort of thing. You know, Maybe they are have uh, some smart devices in their home and they don't work as well as they should. Obviously, security is, uh, is a huge thing. You know, These classic sy systems uh, back in America are often really, really expensive. Um, 
And as I mentioned earlier, they don't work as well as they should. So we're looking for people who want a really simple, automated thing to secure their home, integrate with their devices, provide some level of personal assistance. It can also be really fun to have a camera around and you store 60 seconds of footage at a time uh, before it deletes it unless otherwise prompted or it's suspicious activity that it knows it ought to save. So it's a really cool device for capturing, you know, those often two missed moments. Uh, And, you know, if you're also someone that travels a lot on business, it's a great way to access your home and speak to people. You know, you could see your kids and or your wife in the living room and just kind of say what's up through the app and have a conversation and, and it kind of really helps people connect as well. Do you also have any geographic focus? Uh, we're going to be starting in uh, in the States primarily. Uh, we also are going to be looking at, at selling of the units in Europe as well. Uh, Angie has multilingual voice control. So in, in addition to English, uh, it speaks and understands French, German and Spanish. So we're definitely looking at those markets as well. But primarily, uh, we're looking at America. That was a lot of the analytics from our Kickstarter campaign showed it was especially popular in America where people are really kind of gadget happy. Because, uh, you know, an interesting thing is that Uh, as you said, the product probably won't be in hand until October 2016. So people who have pressing security needs, uh, as much as they may have liked the concept of Angie, some of them um, you know, wouldn't necessarily think it would be the right product for them just because they need the issue solved now, not in October 2016. So we were actually quite pleased with the sales numbers that we had because that means that uh, for folks who just really liked the gadget and liked the concept, they're willing to wait. And once we have it in hand, uh, we imagine that'll open us up to uh, an entirely new audience as well that, that is looking for that pressing issue solved today and they can get it today. Uh, but don't you think it sounds a bit creepy to have a camera in your house that is always on and is always capturing your life, at least the life that you're spending uh, in your living room? Sure. Uh, I can totally understand why you would ask that. I think that's a totally fair question. Uh, the thing with Angie is you can totally customize the settings that you have. So if you are freaked out by the idea of a camera running in your home while you're home, you can set it so it just automatically does not record those moments and only records when you're out of the house for the, the purposes of monitoring. Uh, the footage, as I said, is automatically deleted. So they'll store 60 seconds at a time. But unless it notes suspicious activity in which it'll save the story, the footage automatically, uh, Uh, the footage doesn't go anywhere unless, you know, something cool happens that you decide that you want to save. Uh, and in addition, you know, even if you say normally have it on, if you want privacy for any given a moment of time, uh, you're able to ask for that at, at any any time. You just say, hey, Angie, give me some privacy or turn off the camera or whatever, and it'll, it'll turn itself off. Okay. Uh, now, let's take me as an example. I have a cat. Uh, would uh, Angie be able to recognize the cat and not to raise alarm if the cat is just going around the house uh, while I'm not in? Yes, absolutely. So it does have like really advanced machine learning and it learns your your kind of patterns of coming and going. So it'll definitely learn to recognize familiar uh, people and pets that it sees around the house. Uh, it also even will recognize just the patterns of people who are there. So let's say you have a uh, cleaner and the, the cleaner usually stays for an hour. If that person is staying, you know, over the time that they're normally there, you will get an alert for that. So the, the, the system is quite smart and uh, we're really making avoiding false alarms arms uh, a real strong priority on, on the product. So am I understanding correctly that it uses uh, machine learning techniques to learn your uh, patterns, uh, but you can also enter some rules uh, manually? Absolutely, yeah. So it has, it has machine learning to learn your patterns and you can give it any rules that you want. It's totally customizable to fit your lifestyle as you best see fit. Okay, understood. Uh, now, I'm going to ask you a bit of a personal question. Now, uh, before we started taping today, you said that you uh, used to work as a voice actor on Kickstarter, and that's how you met Angie. Uh, can you elaborate a little bit on this story? How did it all happen? 
Yeah, sure. Um, so it was a bit odd. I um, was had been in Prague. I just kind of wanted to live in Europe. It seemed like a, a great place. And I'd been really strongly recommended by friends to come to Prague. Everyone I'd ever asked about Prague said it was amazing. So I'd moved to Prague last February and uh, I was working as a tour guide here. And I, I was tagged in a Facebook post. There was a, a jobs for foreigners in Prague Facebook post. And someone mentioned um, that there was a need of a man, ideally from America, to present a, a smart home security device on Kickstarter. And so I just kind of didn't really think much of it and just sent an email um, to the email address listed in the post that my friend had tagged me in. And uh, I ended up getting the role and I really loved the company. I'm just really excited by the idea and I'm excited by the traction we've had so far. It's a really incredibly talented team from the founders to the developers and the designers and um, you know, it's it's just a really exciting team to be a part of. So I slowly but surely kind of convinced them to to let me join on board and uh, have them look back. Did you have any experience in uh, sales or brand development before starting working for Angie? Uh, it's a bit of a new field to me. I've done I, my personal history is a bit of a jack of all trades. I was an English teacher in South Korea for a year. I worked as a fundraiser in Melbourne, Australia. I started a tutoring company in Palo Alto. Um, so I've done a lot of things. I mean. Um, Connecting with people is, is a strength of mine and uh, presentation skills and stuff like that. So kind of trying to learning learning a bit on the fly, but it's it's been a really good opportunity. And there's, you know, a, a network that I have being from Palo Alto in terms of fee seeking venture financing, which is kind of the phase we're at now. So it's been it's been a really fun ride. And I, lo I look forward to continuing to grow uh, like the, both the company and, and myself uh, professionally and kind of the, the stuff I'm getting to do. It's really exciting. Yeah, that really sounds uh, quite exciting. And now let's get back to the project. Uh, can you just elaborate a little bit on uh, how is it different uh, from the other uh, similar products on the market? I guess there are a few. Yeah, so there's there's a few. I mean, um, I guess a lot of them have a, a scope that's a tad more narrow. So the first thing that came up on uh, Indiegogo is uh, was Canary was the was the real first kind of uh, device to break into this space. And, uh, you know, I think we're different in a couple ways. So I think one of the biggest ones is we have uh, security tags, which we put on windows and doors to guard the entry points to your home. Uh, so it's especially ideal, you know, if you live in an apartment and there's only one way to get in, which is via the door, you put a sensor on that door and anytime anyone enters or ex exits, the machine not just knows uh, that someone has opened the door, but it actually can identify them using Bluetooth sensors in uh, these security tags. So a difference with Canary would be that device kind of knows what's going on around it, but doesn't really set up a uh, fence around your home. Um, they also don't have voice recognition, which is uh, something that's unique to our device as well, and the, the voice control. Um, things like Nest, do, do Nest Cam, which kind of integrates with a thermostat, does some of the IFTTT stuff, uh, but it doesn't have that personal assistance factor that we've worked in. So uh, it's camera-powered personal assistance. So you know it, it knows that that you're coming. It can see you going and automatically turn on your lights for you. And it also does that integration, uh, you know, with your calendar and your favorite online services. So you can use the the device to order you an Uber or, or something like that. So I think that's. I guess the, the adding the, the voice control and the full perimeter security would be a big way and then also kind of the way that we're trying to improve your life experience at home when you're there because the device is intelligent enough to kind of handle those tasks as well. And did you think it's actually a good idea to ask everyone in the house to keep Bluetooth on their smartphones on at all times? 
So um, obviously, I mean, people have their phones a lot of the time, uh, but as, as you know, the, the battery sometimes dies. So it's not always uh, the most the, a foolproof way. That's another way that, that we really distinguish is Angie has voice recognition. So if your phone's dead, uh, you're able to just come up to the device and say, give your, your security password, which it recognizes in your voice. So if your phone's dead, you are able to uh, make sure the system doesn't uh, freak out and, and not recognize you're there using your voice control even though your your phone is dead. And how good is the voice recognition in NG? Uh, well, I mean, I, I think it works really well. It works really well on our prototype. Obviously, um, you know, the the court of public opinion will have to have to wait until we're able to um, get those devices in the hands of consumers. But uh, we're really excited by the technology. We're really pleased with the way that it works, and we're really excited to get it uh, serially produced and in the hands of uh, the people who've kind of adopted it early and in the fa hands of people who don't even know their fans yet. And how many prototypes are there at the moment? Uh, we have just the one, the one main working prototype, which is on its way to China. And why does it have to go to China? Uh, we just want to have it show with the, with the engineers in uh, Shenzhen and kind of make sure that they know the standard of what we're looking at and how it uh, should, should act when they, they make it serially. Okay. Well, Max, thank you very much. That was uh, pretty much it uh, for my questions. I uh, thank you again for being here today and uh, wish the best of luck, you and Angie, and I'm looking forward to October 2016. Absolutely, Andre. Thank you so much for having me on. It was, uh, it was a pleasure. That was it for today's podcast. I hope you've had a good time and learned something new and useful today. As usual, all your feedback is extremely welcome on Twitter at proceed underscore two or by email andre at proceed two. As a reminder, you can listen to this podcast on SoundCloud, on the website of the newsletter proceed two or on iTunes. Have a great week. I will talk to you next Monday.